Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Rosalind Carroll assumed the role of the Chief Executive of the Personal Injuries Assessment Board earlier this year and she is committed to reducing the costs associated with personal injury claims. How exactly does she intend to achieve this? Rosalind joins us now to tell us more. Rosalind, congratulations on your recent appointment. But before we discuss your background, what is PIAB all about? So PIAB, or the Personal Injuries Assessment Board, as you called it there, we're an independent state agency. And what we're there to do is to assess claims for compensations resulting from a motor or a car accident, a workplace accident, or an accident in a public space. And our job is to impartially assess what is the right level of compensation for that award, with the aim being to reduce costs and give fair and quicker settlement so that cases don't have to go into litigation or the court. Rosalind, what's your own background? Because you've been recently appointed as the Chief Executive Officer of PIAB. Yes, so I, I, I took the job of CEO of PIAB just in early March. Before working in PIAB, I was the CEO of the Residential Tenancies Board, or otherwise known as the RTB, which would be the regulator for the rental sector. So you might look at those and think, oh, that's a kind of very different area. But there's actually many similarities because one of the main objectives of the RTB was also to kind of take cases out of the court and try and resolve them in a non-adversarial manner and in a fair and kind of independent way. So there's a lot um, of similarities between the two roles as well as the fact that both of the areas are very topical areas of major concern to the public. What are the greatest challenges facing the organisation? I think that the, the biggest challenge for us is to do more. So we were set up in 2004. We've been around for 16 years. Um, and our biggest job, as I said earlier, was to try and take as many cases as we could out of that adversarial and costly litigation system that's there and, and try and resolve cases quicker and more cheaply to everybody's satisfaction. So not just to the benefit of the claimant, i.e. the injured party, but also to the claimant on, or the respondent on the other side of that being the insurance companies and the businesses and everything behind that, so that we try and make it cheaper for everybody. And what I'd like to be doing is growing that number much more substantially. So last year we dealt with 6,000 cases and that's really good. For those 6,000 cases, we will have taken substantial cost out of the system and hopefully everybody went away happy with their uh, the award in that case on both sides. But that is a real issue, is that we need to take more. So a lot of cases are still entering that litigation system and they're costing a huge amount more. Um, so, if, for instance, it costs maybe 67% more to take a case through litigation in accordance with the Central Bank report last week than it would through PIAB, and you're, you're more or less getting the same settlement. Other things that I want to do then is to kind of create a much better understanding of what, of what we do in PIAB. So the big challenge for us at the moment is why are people making those decisions to take the litigation pathway? And then I suppose for me, kind of in that more leadership sense is what impact are we making on insurance for the betterment of society, for the betterment of businesses, for the betterment of individual um, public claim claims and I'd also like us to be doing much more on prevention so we see all this data coming in all the time we see what's happening and what's, how these accidents are occurring and I think we have a duty now to do more to stop those accidents occurring with that data If the settlements are comparable between what an injured party will receive from PIAB or going through the court system why are so many injured parties still opting to bypass PIAB 
the reason I suspect that people are continuing doing this is because they don't know. They don't know. That data wasn't available. So really why I'm here today is to try and make sure that people start to understand that there isn't a huge difference. And there might often be a, a hesitance in kind of going, oh, should I take that or would I get more here? And, and they don't know the answer to that question. But now I think the data short shows it very clearly. So, Rosalind, if, for instance, an injured party wants to take a claim, how can they do so? Okay, so all claims come directly to us in the first instance. So if you haven't been able to settle that claim directly, it must come to us. And what happens then is you or your solicitor, if you have someone representing you, will just fill in an application form. It'll give us details of the accident and what occurred, but also who you're making that claim against. Um, And you'll also have to submit medical evidence of the type of injury that has occurred. We then will contact the other party and we'll move to get uh, our own medical assessment. And that purpose of that is to, to check that we have the same opinion. But also sometimes by the time we've looked at the claim, there might have been a change in terms of the injury prognosis or recovery. Um, and that claim then, and all of the details and evidence that we get as part of that, will help us and inform an assessment that we make. So we'll make an assessment um, using what's called the Book of Quantum. So the Book of Quantum is a, basically a survey of all the type of claims out there and the type of awards that are made against against them. So we will know for a typical type of claim, this is the type of award based on the level of injury. And that is used then to dictate what the award level would be. And then that is offered back to the both parties, being the injured party and the insurer on the other side of it. And Rosalind, there is a lot of criticism about this book of quantum, which I believe was developed first day by Poyab, because of the level of awards paid out on particular injuries, especially when they're compared to our counterparts in the UK. The book of quantum is developed by by Poyab, um, and we review periodically. Um, But we have to use the Irish system to, to develop that. So we can't look outside of Ireland to, to say, oh, well, here's what claims look li- like outside of Ireland. But you're very right about the Personal Injuries Commission and the working group in terms of the cost of insurance have all found that claims in Ireland are much significantly higher than they would be in other jurisdictions, 4.4 times higher um, than the UK for things like um, soft tissue injury or whiplash. Um, so there is a big difference between the two. However, one of the things that came out of the insurance reform program is the establishment of the Judicial Council and within that the establishment of personal injury guidelines that the Judicial Council must come up with. So they're currently being developed um, by the Judicial Council and what they'll do is bring huge um, level of hopefully transparency and consistency. So what that means is not only will PIAB have to use that going forward, but so too will the judges and the judiciary in terms of making any awards. And there is an opportunity within that that the Judicial Council may also look outside of Ireland when making that rule book or the guidance attached to that. And that provides an opportunity that they may um, use to, to reduce uh, awards as they look at other jurisdictions. And moving forward then, once that's introduced, will judges still have the ability to make independent decisions about compensation if they have a rationale to support it? Yes, so one of the big things about this is, yes, they will be able to make a different decision, but if they do, they're going to have to justify it. So you can't just say, I'm going to ignore that over there. What the judiciary would have to do is say, here's the reason why I'm not using it. 
There is lots of talk as well, of course, about insurance fraud and a compo culture and everything that goes with that. From your experience in Payab, is that a reality or just a perception? It's never as simple as yes or no, I think, when you're coming to this. Firstly, like, I, th- I think fraud and the issue of fraud is, is hugely serious. Um, I think, again, there's opportunities for us to do more in that space. So we've developed a very good working relationship with Angarda Shiakana. Um, and I think in this new digital world, there's a lot that can be done in terms of using data and so on to, to, to try and prevent fraud I- into the future. And I think there's an onus on us all to, to look at evidence, to call the guards and all of those things where accidents occur if it was in a motor vehicle side and if it's on the other side that, that we're using the evidence and making sure that we're protected against that. Equally, though, I think it's important that we don't start demonising all claimants. So often now when we hear about insurance reform, we equally hear about compo culture and fraud. And not every claim that comes in here, in fact, the majority of claims that come in here are based on genuine injuries. Um, and it's important to remember that we all pay insurance for a reason because accidents do happen. And that's the purpose of there. So I just think it's really important that we talk about those things to address the problem, but not to put everybody in the same boat. There was an awful lot less economic activity in Ireland in 2020. Mm. So as a result, there's an awful lot less claims going in this year. When do you expect that we will see that reflected in lowering insurance premiums? It's difficult to know, and obviously that's that's an issue probably best answered by, by the insurance industry. But what I can say to you is we're predicting... This year alone, maybe 20% impact on us, but it would take, you know, it takes a while for a claim to come to us. It could take 12 months from accident for, to a claim to be made to us. And we're expecting about a 30% drop for next year, which probably reflect accidents from this year. Um, the, the difficulty, I suppose, for the, for the insurance companies is the not knowing. So, uh, you know, it does, there is a delay between when an accident is reported and it coming in. We also things we don't understand yet, but we will need to understand more of. Sometimes, you know, cars might have multiple passengers in it. So for every motor accident that comes into us, um, overall our claims are 30% of them are from passengers. So what behavioural changes will change as a result of COVID? Are more people driving on their own than they would have before? Would that be less people involved in an accident? All those things need to be taken into consideration. And I expect because of that, we might find that it'll take a while for, for us to see full savings come across. Uh, into the premium. And as you say, the Judicial Council is currently reviewing the Book of Quantum with a view to developing personal injury guidelines. When do you expect that to be completed? Well, they're hoping to report, as I understand it, by, by the summer. Uh, in, in terms of that the guidelines would be published by the summer. That, that's my understanding in terms of the latest data to come out from them. And there is an expectation that once that happens and that reduced, let's say, book of quantum will be in place, that that should have a knock-on effect in reducing overall compensation levels. Would you agree with that? It's like, first of all, we have to remember that it's the judiciary that we're talking about and therefore they're completely independent in their, in their decision-making. So I, I wouldn't want to prejudge um, the fact that, that awards will come down, but, uh, but I, I, I do think that they will be looking not just at Ireland uh, in, and in doing that, then that we would hope um, that there may be some adjustment to the current levels that are there. I also think we shouldn't 
underestimate the impact of the consistency and the transparency to which the process will now have to adhere. And that in itself will start to make a huge difference. But I do think that this concentration and our dialogue all the time being about awards is one of the things that means that we don't catch all the add-on costs that we're talking about here in terms of litigation. What we need to keep doing is looking at the system as a whole. Um, so if we focus, you know, there's been so much dialogue about fraud, compoculture and award levels. Um, what we need to be doing is just looking at it in totality. So even if awards are reduced overall, if you're still paying €15,000 in legal costs, there's a problem. Um, So we need to look at the whole system. And finally, Rosalind, it's well accepted that PIA will play an integral role in assisting with reducing insurance costs in Ireland. What's the one thing that you feel that you'll be able to do in that role that will have the greatest impact in that regard? Increase our volumes. So... Ultimately, I would like to see the volumes of cases uh, not just come through PIOP, but but successfully delivered by PIOP doubled. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Rosalind Carroll, the new chief executive of PIOP. And hopefully during Rosalind's tenure, we will see significant changes introduced, which will ultimately reduce insurance premiums for businesses across Ireland. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.